Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah, yes. Bennett's Kid Show 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening. Today, we've been trying to tell you, if you just can't listen to the show like you used to on your drive home from work, that's all right. Take us to work with you. Just download the radio.com app. It's real easy to stream the show. And that way, while you're at work, keep your headphone in. And keep on rocking with the Ben and Skin Show now. We'll get back into the Jerry Jones audio coming up again at noon uh, and then maybe even again at 120. There was just lots of gold in there. And I don't know about you, Skin, but for me, I mean, I love talking to him about the football stuff and he, he hits things that will turn into headlines, which is great for the show. But my favorite thing to talk to him about is the non-sports. Like, I would love to just talk to him for one hour and never bring up sports. Oh, I totally agree. I love that we were able to work in uh, boots, hot dogs, and just a he couldn't even let the mustache drive by alone. He had to get a <laughs> salvo as he went out the door. Pretty great. Uh, he is, I think, the best interview in all of sports right now. Pretty awesome. A lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. All right, Chippy, crank up the NFL music. Let's start looking at the NFL games this weekend. And let's start with, I'm just going to go in order of the way I have them right here. This isn't very exciting game skin. I'll go ahead and tell you. But let's start with uh, the Bengals uh, going to Buffalo. Yeah, so this game should, uh, I don't want to say be unwatchable, but it's certainly in the lower third of what I'm interested in this weekend. I, I will say this, though. I have not watched significant game time yet of the Bills. I've only seen highlights. I am curious to see how they're using Cole Beasley. Like, is he getting a chance to go down the field and some of that sort of stuff? Uh, because I figured with Josh Allen being a younger quarterback, he would want to get rid of the ball quickly. And we saw how Dak utilized Cole early in his career. So, uh, But that's really the only thing of significant intrigue for me. Both these teams are blech. Uh Frank Gore likely getting the start for the Bills to continue his uh, ascension on the all-time rushing leaders. And I also think it's interesting that the Bills could be 3-0. and <laughs> If the Bills are 3-0... and Something's gone horribly wrong in the NFL. Hey, that's fair. The power Very of possible. power of Cole Beasley. AJ ah. Green is uh, out of his walking boot, um, but it doesn't sound like he's anywhere close. He said, "I don't know where they got six to eight weeks from. It's going to be longer than that. <laughs> it's just oh, one of those no. things that has to heal on its own. When I feel I'm healthy enough to play at the level I'm used to playing, I just want to make sure it's 100. percent And that's a smart thing because mm-hmm. we've talked about that. It did Des Bryant nothing it did him no favors to come back and try to help the team by playing when he wasn't 100 percent. okay conversely are you guys surprised that byron is back playing full speed so quickly i am i'm too i am uh i i don't know why it was necessary to rush it for him personally with his contract all that makes sense is for him to put the best possible film out there team guy but team guy and he is putting good film out there, so I don't yep. know how early it is. Like he's playing even better than I than I thought he could play. I'm with you. Uh, Josh Allen has ten rushing scores in fourteen games. I didn't. I did not realize that. It's the second fastest to that mark by a QB ever. Cam Newton uh, did it in eleven games. Is it him just falling forward when they get to the one? He's a better runner than thrower, man. They, they actually worked in designed runs for him. He averages seventy three rushing yards a game. Physically, to me, he looks so much like uh, you know statue. He looks like Rosen physically, right? Yeah, he's he's closer to Wentz. 
You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's Wentz was a pretty good runner before he got Wentz destroyed. Wentz was a great runner yeah. until he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, and he still does a little bit, but you know, and you know, we'll see if Josh Allen gets hurt. <laughs> you know, running so much, but right now he's their best form of offense. I was not aware that he had that coming out of college. Next game, Falcons at Colts. Matt Ryan has thrown it forty times in each game thus far. He has five picks this year already after only throwing seven last season. Okay, so the Falcons got destroyed Week One last week. They did everything they could to lose to an undermanned Philly team, including three interceptions from Rat Ryan, two of them in the second half when they had a two-score lead, but they hung on to one, to win, rather. I have no idea what Atlanta is. I still have no idea what Atlanta is, and the Colts are still getting adjusted to the fact that uh, Andrew Luck is gone for good. I think that's the best way to put it. I I have no idea what either of these teams are, and I feel better about knowing what the Colts are if they had Andrew Luck. It's just hard to know. With Atlanta, they've got to be able to run the ball because Matt Ryan's going to get his head knocked off if he's throwing the ball 40 times a game because that offensive line's not good enough to protect him. God, Philly but, was blitzing pretty much every down yeah, in the fourth quarter the, of that The game. offensive line's also not good enough to establish a running game at all. Yeah. So, you know, the weapons are there, though. Jones, Ridley is awesome. Ridley is turning into that Gallup wide receiver one-and-a-half type game thing. Like not quite a wide receiver one yet, but Ridley's going to, you know, Ridley's proven that he can, once Julio's out of there, Although Julio's going to sign an extension. Dude, Ridley. Uh, Julio did sign an extension, but Ridley could be a wide receiver one in the future. Ridley, he it's funny because you watch him and he looks small. Not like tiny. He just looks at that in-between size, but he is an effortless runner and he can hype. That one pass last week where Ryan just threw it down the field in double coverage because he thought Ridley would get it. Yeah. That's really impressive. That guy can high point a ball. Home opener for the Colts, though. Tough place to play inside that dome. Mm-hmm. If the Falcons are throwing it every time and the crowd's rocking, man, I really think the Colts have a good chance to get this game. Yep. Next game, Broncos at Packers. Uh, KT, you saw the Packers play in person last week. Uh, it was a red-hot start for Aaron Rodgers. Eight for nine for 119 yards and two scores to start the game. Then it all fell apart, and he ends up yelling at his head coach on the sideline. Yeah, Packers got up 21-0, and then basically LeFleur, who was first-year head coach and play caller, said, hey, let's bring the tight ends in and let's go full Linehan. So that's kind of what happened to the offense. I mean, it shut down when he basically said, hey, let's bring in a bunch of tight ends and let's get heavier. And it's like, why? You, should, you have Aaron Rodgers. You should get lighter. You should have wide receivers. You should spread it out. Um, so it's interesting. You look at Denver, good defense. Nearly should have beat the Bears last week. Having the um, time of their lives. You now, Packers' defense is pretty good. They've only given up 19 points in two games, but they've also only scored 31 points in two games. So, yeah, the game is at Lambeau. I think the Packers should probably get the win, but uh, definitely a dangerous game because Denver can play with anyone because their defense can hang in there. They don't have enough offense, dude. They don't have near enough offense. They have so much Flacco. It's so bad. All the Flacco. Next game, and thank you for some notes here, courtesy of our friends at FantasyGuru.com. Love those guys. Yeah, yeah. they're really, really good at what they do. I mean, couple notes here about the quarterbacks in this game. Ravens at Chiefs. Uh, Lamar Jackson ran for 120 of the 182 yards on the ground last week for the Ravens. That's crazy. Became the first quarterback since week 7 of 2014 to throw for 250 run for 100, and not turn the ball over. Uh, And then you look at the other side, and you're like, okay, that's pretty good quarterbacking, but we'll see that and we'll raise it. Pat Mahomes last week, 313 yards, four touchdowns in the first half. So this is your fart butt sure shot game of the week. I mean, this is the one that's the most... That's what you're calling it? Yes, this is my fart butt sure shot game of the week. Okay. (laughs) Anybody 
that loves football needs to watch this game. I'm this fart butt on Snapchat. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't nope. be that guy. You guys are going to be very uh, anyone who wants to see a good game. This is the one to focus on. So I, this is yours. This, this is, is my yours. fart butt sure shot game of the week. All right. It's not mine. No, it's, not my, it's not my KT Fun Tweets Fun Game of the Week. Oh, okay, okay. You uh, reveal that on the Funcast? I, I do think it's interesting. No, I'm Would you mind promoting I usually break fun- out in one of these segments. Where's Keep the Funcast going to be this weekend? Uh, Fantasy Football Funcast, which is Shippy and I. Yeah, it's, it's up, and you just don't listen to it in between 10 and 2, please. Yeah. Uh, but it's up there, and it's, uh, uh, it's out there. We're going to be at Boomer Jacks tomorrow nice. in Fort Worth, the City View location, 2.30 to 4.30. I think the difference in this game, honestly... And I think Lamar Jackson, we're going to learn a lot about him. How do you handle a home opener at Arrowhead Stadium where the crowd is nuts? Mm-hmm. Okay, how do you handle that? So I think I'm, I'm a little fascinated by that. Are so. you asking me and Ben, or is that a rhetorical question? I'm asking Lamar. Okay. I'm asking Lamar about yep. that. Yep. Next game, Raiders at Vikings. And, man, this is embarrassing for me. I used to feel like Dak and Kirk Cousins were in about the same class uh, Dak has dunked on that theory. Kirk Cousins threw only 10 passes in week one. In week two, he cranked it up to 32 passes and only completed 14 of them. Uh, Dalvin Cook is one of the biggest stories in the NFL. He leads the league with 311 scrimmage yards. So it's funny just personality-wise. Kirk Cousins is actually the opposite of Dak personality-wise. Kirk Cousins is great till it matters. And when it matters, he's going to plant it right in Barry Church's breadbasket yeah. every single yeah. time. Yeah, you know, I thought I thought the Jalen Ramsey GQ comments about Kirk Cousins were very accurate. Really good play action quarterback. Um, even last week, the the Vikings offense moved the ball a little bit. They broke out a big play of Dalvin Cook uh, against the Packers, but you know a lot of their success came from just hey play action, hiding the ball, and then Dalvin Cook sneaks up on you. Not necessarily the offense. Stephon Diggs only has three catches through two games. Like, that's got to pick up. They yeah. paid him. Dude, the they f- paid him, and, and they paid Thielen, too, but they paid Stephon Diggs to be, hey, man, we got big weapons on the outside. He's got three catches through two games. It, it, and I, think it, I haven't watched these games, but I've watched. Uh, when Cousins first got to Minnesota those first couple games, I was like, dude, this, this is the best team in the NFC. Cousins is legit. He can sling it around, but he always finds ways to screw this up, and that's why Washington. Well, Washington sucks, but that's why they never fully committed to him. But man, his his deep passes look great. He looks like he he is the ultimate mirage. They're good though. The, the Vikings are good. They're still my pick to win the division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll get the Eagles in about a month. That'll be good, and they'll get the Bears next week. So I, I expect them to walk over the Raiders, of course, and then they go to Chicago next week. We'll find out a little more about Minnesota. We'll find out. Next game, we'll Jets at Patriots. This sounds a lot like uh, Cowboys-Dolphins. <laughs> uh, the Jets have lost seven straight games, and they've been outscored 40-3 to since taking a 16-0 lead over the Bills in game one. When does Mono Guy get back? So, I don't know, but it's Luke Falk, Washington State quarterback. Does he have a crazy mustache? He's he's Minshew <laughs> 3 is yeah. what he is. He was 20-25 uh, for 25, uh, in, week, in his first week of playing, but... Seventh round pick, right? Seventh round. Seventh round pick, and you know he learned from Mike Leach. Just throw it to where the open guy is. <laughs> That's a great you know? lesson. He uh, he most of his passes were right at the line of scrimmage. Do you think the Jets uh, would have a better chance of beating the Patriarchs? So maybe it's like uh, it's like uh, Mr. Walton. It's oh, some old guys, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like it's that. the ghost of T Boone. Yeah, get them out there. Oh, who are all the Sir. big other big families? Wow family people mm-hmm. in the, uh, uh, the entire uh craft family uh did the uh the buffets the hunts <laughs> the hunts 
Do you think the Jets would have a better chance? Yes, (laughs) much better. I think the line would be a little closer. (laughs) I'd like to see what Jerry could do, though. What position would Jerry play? He's still a lineman. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's still a lineman. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd like to get Jerry under center. I'd like to see what he can do throwing that ball around. The uh, line on that game is Patriots minus 23. I wonder what he'd do about swamp butt. He he loves that glory hole. Was he a center in college? Uh, I thought he was an – I think he's an offensive lineman. I thought he was the mascot. No, yeah, he no, was no. like a guard at Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. He's in the trenches. It'd be guy. awesome if he'd call in right now and join us. <laughs> Jerry, again. what Jerry. position did you play in college? <laughs> Can't, I about the thing, Jerry. Can't get enough Joe. of that. Uh, next game, Lions at Eagles. Fascinating. Eagles are so hurt they canceled practice the other day. Yeah, man, God, I would love, love, love for the Lions that I consistently take shots at to step up and do me a favor and beat the damn Eagles. So here's the thing. The Lions can be a punchline because they tied with the Cardinals. But the more and more I think about that tie with the Cardinals, yeah, the Lions did fall apart. But Kyler and Cliff had a little magic going in that game. And they got it going in the second half to come back and get a tie. They did it in the second game, too. They came back. While I'm not telling you the Lions are a playoff team, I don't think they're good. Them beating the Chargers last week, thirteen to ten, told me okay, a little something there. Not many teams are shutting down the Chargers' offense. No, okay. I mean, the Chargers' offense is going to be pretty good. So, right, so uh, I'm sitting there going, okay, you got to go into Philly. They got snacks, don't they? Isn't he in the middle of their defensive yeah, I think line? He is, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is an opportunity for the Cowboys to make hay while while Philly hopefully uh, squanders this opportunity a little bit just because they're so banged up. Tim Jernigan has a broken foot. He's going to miss four to six weeks. They lost Malik Jackson in, in week one as well, so they're weak up the middle. Carson Wentz was out of the game for a little bit. He hurt his chest, uh, so that's bad. And if you look at it in terms of the Philly defense, which I – Used to have a lot of respect for. They're giving up 340 passing yards a game, and and hmm. being all as banged up as they are, we'll see how it comes out on Sunday. The Eagles then have a short week. The Eagles are your Thursday, Thursday night, night game, game next yeah. week, where they take on the Packers, and I'll be oh. lucky losing Denton next Thursday night. All right, okay. Okay. let me punch okay. that I thought in. you're a yeah. Packers fan. You don't go to those games. Nope. Go to UNT games. Oh. What if what if KT had to go to every Packer game and then make it back and help <laughs> oh. prep for the show? Clearly not a fan if you're not going this week. <laughs> Yeah, fan text would just be, oh, ah, don't be worry brutal. about it. We'll get back to the rest of the NFL games <laughs> a little bit later in the show. Uh, coming up next, so let's check in on the Antonio Brown situation, shall we? We'll do that next right here on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, thank you, Shippy. The Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. We're going to revisit a classic KT drop interview that is Dolphins-related. Coming up at 11.40, if you've missed some of the Ben and Skin pranks, uh, we got a classic coming up for you here in 20 minutes. I think you're really going to like that. Uh, But here's some news. The Antonio Brown situation has gone from suck to, man, this sucks even worse. Uh, The developments after the Sports Illustrated story have really gone into the tank. And Robert Klimko of SportsIllustrated.com reports that Antonio Brown has sent harassing text messages to the unnamed accuser who shared allegations with Klimko and that SI piece. You guys remember the details of the story? She was involved 
with a charity that was raising money to empower women. And so she painted a portrait of Antonio Brown, and he was like, oh, my God, I love myself. I need to find out more about this. So he paid, he offered her money to come paint him, and then he made sexual advances, including at one point being buck naked except for a small washcloth in front of his junk. And then out of nowhere, he never responded to her anymore and then didn't pay her. So she had never made any charges or anything like that. But when SI was doing the research on this, they learned of that. They get her number from the the actual the charity organization. They reached out to her and she said, all right, I'll tell you my story, but I won't put my name out there because I'm not looking for anything, blah, blah, blah. Well, once the story came out, Antonio Brown, according to Klimko, did definitely have her number and did definitely know how to contact her because he started a group chain with a mysterious guy named Eric B that used to be a part of Eric B and Rakim, I'm assuming. Different guy. And... Basically made loose threats. You know, hey, Mm. this is that broke-ass chick. And then he sent pictures to her of her and her children, you know, alleging that, hey, here's the exact quote. She's awfully broke, clearly. And then, according to the lawyer, what he did was intimidating and threatening our client in violation of the NFL personal conduct policy. That's what was sent to the league. This is a really, really ugly thing because by, according to the lawyer, she's never sought any compensation for that, nor has she pressed charges, nor has she sued him, and now he's doing this. This is why I was appalled that you guys were in favor of him coming to the Cowboys. (laughs) And I just want to distance from your terrible opinions about that. (laughs) All right, I need to wear this. I just didn't realize the depths of which of what a scumbag he he is. I didn't realize that there was this long path of all of this. I mean, and clearly he's one of the dumbest people walking the earth, too. Because just this in general, he just sent a text message trying to intimidate a woman, which in, clearly, um, I mean, just God, you just go down the line of this whole story. It's a charity event to empower women. He used it as an opportunity to uh, allegedly to sexually to make sexual advances towards her and do inappropriate things. And then when she rebuffed, rebuked his passes, he just decided, all right, you're out and I'm never paying you for any of the work you did. And then when all this popped up, Instead of saying, I mean, just just let's just put yourself in his shoes and let's say that there was a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. When this popped up, he could have had his representatives or him personally reach out to her and say, hey, I'm so sorry. This got lost in the sauce. I owe you money. I'm going to more than pay you back. Here you go. Thank you so much for being so cool about this. My bad. Yeah. Because she never tried to get money out of him in any way. And so, I, I mean, and, and then to include pictures of her children – that's clearly intimidating. Oh, yeah. And now you're going to put someone's kids, you're going to make this, I, I don't even know how to word it, but this idea that you're now bringing kids into it, you're insulting the kids, you're making fun of them because you think that they don't have money. I mean, that's that's bullying. That's incredibly intimidating. And for what? What did she do? Well, here's, here's uh, you know, to pay, play devil's advocate, let's say that she had made demands on money or made some sort of threats of a lawsuit that we're unaware of. The way for him to handle it would be to reach out and say, or have his lawyer reach out and say, hey, I understand you did this because of this, this, and this. Not to make loosely veiled threats. And one of the problems with, you know, if you just look at the pattern of behavior here, a lot of people that exhibit these patterns of behavior, the reason they react like this is because... 
there's like some neurosis where they think that they can just get away with this sort of thing. And this is how their behavior is. And they constantly reinforce this behavior. So in Antonio Brown's mind, I don't even know that I think it was dumb. I mean, it's obviously a dumb action so much as he thinks that this is how he gets things done True. because this is how it's worked out for him. That now, here's what, here's what the lawyer said. Um, uh, this is what she told Klimko here. This sort of intimidation and harassment is the reason victims are often so reluctant, reluctant to step forward in this case. We have confidence the NFL and the Patriots will step in and end this behavior. And then pro football ta- ta- uh, ta- adds that the personal conduct policy expressly prohibits stalking, harassment, or similar forms of intimidation. I, I just didn't know. I didn't know, and if I had known all of this, I wouldn't have been a, a fan of the Cowboys going to get him. I thought it was okay. He's fighting to get his way out of there. He wants his own helmet. He doesn't want to play for the Raiders. You can go get a, a talented guy at a discounted rate. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's what the Patriots thought, too. Yeah. And I don't think the Patriots knew about all this. There's no way they did. I don't think they did either. There's no way. They would be the biggest scumbags ever. And well, I, mean, I don't think they care, but I don't, I don't think they cared. But, <laughs> Hold on a second. I don't think they would have cared, but I, I legitimately don't think they knew because I, I just don't think everyone, all this stuff didn't come out. The accuser going forward didn't happen until after right. they'd been traded. So right. like all that. There's no, but how, so at this point, at this point, level. at this point, couldn't the Patriots just look at this and say, hey man, this didn't work out. We're going to let you go. Well, they're, that's what they should do. They're, but they are the ultimate don't be a P organization. So, well, what, what you know what they should do is let the NFL do, do its work here. No, I think the NFL I've, should step in and put him on the exempt list. If you need to investigate it, well, we've seen enough. No, I, I we'll hear, put but, you on the exempt list and we'll we'll figure it out. No, that that's fair and that's a fair way to handle it. But there, there's also this, and this was my main point during this came up a lot during the Adrian Peterson stuff, where I was like, the you know, the teams should determine what they want to represent them in their community. In other words, so I don't see anything in the history of the Patriots that goes against we're fine with this behavior. In fact, they've often just kind of taken on, eh, whatever, hope it doesn't get out. We're trying to win some games. So that's really, quite frankly, part of their brand. And so what, what I would say is this, is the league does have conduct policy rules it's it's very uh it's written very uh detailed right here so there there is no argument there but if the patriots cared about how they were perceived they would distance from him right now immediately but they don't care it's never mattered they had a murderous pcp addict on their team they don't care they've never cared and while anybody goes well wait a minute this is wrong they go dude super bowls they don't care Strip center happy endings. They don't care. This is, they don't uh, care. Yeah, we just got this uh, text uh, in, and you can text in if you'd like to, 877-881-1053, and it says, we can thank all the prior coaches he's had in his life, starting at elementary school and on. And you talk about this this entitlement, this this idea that you're bulletproof and you can do anything you'd like to do. He does think he can behave this way because he's always been allowed to behave this way. And he, now it's hitting the fan, and it's, I don't, he may not even realize, and, cl- and clearly he doesn't realize, because he doesn't realize this behavior is unacceptable because even as recently as this week, he's sending bullying, intimidating texts to a woman uh, with pictures of her kids. I think he has, he's just dumb. I just well, think I he's a stupid I, I guy. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, th- I, think that he's, I think he's been really, really traumatized. 
So you guys know he was homeless in high school. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. And so when you are that poor, so one of the things that that article detailed about him is he looks at that part of his past and wants to be so separated from yeah. it and distanced from it that people think about a guy that was homeless making fun of a lady who's broke. Like that, that's some deep seated issues. And also, his college coaches that he had a close relationship, he's no longer in contact with those people. He is a guy, because of the drama of his childhood, he needs guidance. He needs important male figures in his life helping him. And he is distanced from those people. And those aspects of his neurosis are magnified. And he's behaving, quite frankly, like a psychopath. Yeah, I know. That's psychopathic behavior. I thought Hard Knocks was very eye opening. Uh, for him, and I know some of that stuff's edited out and all that stuff, but he was coming across as fake intro- introspective guy. And I'm like, wait, why are you trying to have a deep meaning in all these things you're talking about? He sounded like he sounded like a crazy person the whole time. Yeah. And I just went, okay. But what, what you said about the teams, the teams do kind of, like I agree with you to an extent, but the teams do kind of choose that. What do you the mean? Teams, Say it again. Well, you're talking about the, the teams should be able to choose and punish, you know, and all that mm-hmm. stuff on their own. Right. They, they already do determine all this stuff. The Chiefs, when they drafted Tyreek Hill, said, hey, we're going to yeah. bring in this guy who threw his girlfriend No, that's what I'm saying. I, to- I totally agree with you. Like they, they don't already, care. They already do that. Right. And the they NFL don't care. is trying to get out of that business. Yeah. The NFL is distancing, which is why they don't – I mean, they learned their lesson on Zeke. They're like, good yeah. God, this is a muddy situation we don't want to be in. But I want to go back to what you just said, KT, about him with the Raiders. Because, again – how how bad was it? It was okay. He got in a cryotherapy chamber with sweaty socks, and so his feet, you know, skin was peeling off his feet. And then he didn't want to play without his own helmet. But what else? That was it, right? With I mean, the Raiders. With, yeah, with the Raiders. And then they got into it with Mayock, right, uh, on the field. Called him a cracker which, and told him he was going to punch him in the face. Which I and I personally didn't think Mayock handled all that situation very well right. either. But but so. in 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 fairness. Uh, I mean, we know a lot more now, but if you were to take thirty million dollars away from most human beings, that was guaranteed, and you yeah. know, you might you would have an. Uh, he also posted the letter on social media. <laughs> right, right, right. I'd say he took it away from himself and doesn't even realize the negativity. A- absolutely, but that reaction to that is yeah. was over that, and clearly the Raiders had gotten a glimpse of, oh my God, this guy is insane. We need to get out of this guaranteed money. Which now they look they look stupid for it all. They look brilliant for realizing what a train wreck it was and getting the hell out of that guaranteed yeah. money. Uh, I will say this on the Autoflex leasing fan text, 877-881-1053 is the number. Uh, there are a few people are uh, texting in and saying, well, he, if you remember, he's had a couple concussions, big-time concussions. Yeah. Uh, the, the perfect one is the one that really stands out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the most brutal hits you'll ever see. Right. And you wonder if CTE comes into play. With that's, that's, the guy, that's the guy, I remember, that separated him from Mike Mayo. Yeah. yeah. He was like, hey, sorry I gave you CTE. Don't get fined. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point, KT, because there's a lot of really sad stories of people that had no history of this type of behavior that later in life start developing it because of the brain damage that's caused by some of this stuff. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm hoping that's not the direction he goes here, though. I don't, I don't, because I don't know. I guess that's possible, but I, I think it would be more than it's this behavior was because of a concussion. I would think. This is because of years of entitlement. Yeah. I, you know what I'd throw out there too, Ben? If the Patriots really care, it's very easy for them to go to him right now and go, all right, here's the text messages that were published. Did you send these? Yes or no? Yes, you did. Bye. But they're not going to do that. No, they're not going to do that. Because that's not how they operate. Hey, guys, you want uh, real quick, I have a 30-second clip here from Twitter, Michael 
Ricciardi. It's my guy. This is the uh, Bill Belichick presser where basically he comes up and he says, I'm happy to answer any football questions, but I'm done with the rest. And they ask him an A-B question, so he says, I'm good, and he walks out. Yeah, I think I've already addressed this, so we're going to get ready for the Jets here. Happy to answer any football questions, but the rest of it, I'm, I'm done with the rest of it. Oh. Right, but is there ever a point where some of the off-field stuff is enough okay. is enough too so, much? Yeah. I have another different That's, question. So, yeah, I have, I have a non-Antonio okay. Brown question. Thank you. Well, yeah, we have enough I had a non, I said a non-Antonio Brown. And there you go. So. Well, there you go. There's stand-up guy Bill uh, standing behind his decisions. He's a stand-up guy. There's Bill. It's just hey, part. don't ask me about my decision making. That's not fair. I'm leaving. All right, Bill. You have the freedom to not answer or answer whatever you want, but as a part of your job as a head coach is to do that. Not his and job. And you just walk away. Because he's above it all. Right. He makes no bad decisions. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of coaches that are like that, you know? Yep. Carlisle's, Carlisle's a lot like that. Uh, Popovich is like that. Saban's like that. So the other night at the, the Cowboys happy hour and Charles Haley was the special guest, the quote of the night, I thought, was when he said, quote, Bill Belichick is a butthole. <laughs> He said God, that. that's that awesome. That was the quote of the night. But he actually we said it that. in more of an endearing term. Yeah. Talking about his toughness as a really? coach. But. He was like, that's why they're great. Bill Belichick is a butthole. <laughs> All right. We got to get back into the Jerry Jones audio. We'll do that. But first, we got to talk about this situation with Francesa. We always love Francesa audio. That's coming up next. It's hilarious. You don't want to mix it right here on 105.3 The Fan. I heard it on Sean and RJ. And it was the audio of, of Mike Francesa taking Giants coach uh, Pat Shermer to task, mm-hmm. right? Like yes. he wanted to grill him. He wanted to beat him up. And when he had him on his weekly radio show, you guys know how this goes. You hear Jason Garrett on 105.3 The Fan. You hear Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan. And I really love this discussion that they started having because it gets into a piece of real estate with what we do that I feel like there's some a disconnect with some listeners. And here's what I mean. So if the Cowboys aren't doing well, and you have a weekly arrangement on the flagship of the, of the Cowboys to interview their coach and, and general manager and owner. Uh, there is an expectation level from some fans that you should beat up the guest. Like you should ask the hardest of the hard questions. If you're not and you, soft. And you should be super critical of them and basically tell them they suck. And then say, all right, see you next week for the interview. And and there there I believe that's a widespread belief that there's a lot of people out there that think that's what our job is. Yeah, you know, the other thing about it too though is I think it really comes down to the way you're listening. Like most of the questions that you want us to ask or that needed to get asked, get asked. But you a lot of times being the listener and the fan or whatever, you have a certain emotion attached to it. And so we're not asking the question to your satisfaction. You want us to take them to task. You want us to go after them. You want us to be angry, like you're angry, and that's really not beneficial. So a lot of times I'll see someone say, you guys never ask the tough questions like this. Like, well, we actually asked that. You're just mad that we didn't yell at Jerry while we asked it. Because really doing that is is grandstanding for yourself. It's about you. Like we know, yes. yeah, you're making it about yourself, and you're like, hey, listen, I'm going to get some publicity here because I'm going to tell him he sucks. Right. And then, uh, you know, a group of my listeners are going to think that I don't ask soft questions, and that's cool. And I'm like, I don't I don't know that what the big upside is there. Anyways, let's, let's get into this. Uh, this is Francesa, and this is an interview with him and the Giants uh, head coach, Pat Shermer. 
I mean, I hate to say it, but you look like a terrible team. So through, yeah, well, I mean, you're not you're not good at anything. I mean, so you got a really good running back, uh, and you got a good kicker who missed a field goal yesterday. But other than that, you don't look very good at anything. You can't get the ball in the end zone, and you can't stop anybody. That's a hard combination. Well, those are things that we got to work on as we move forward. Okay, can can I also? Here's another thing. What question did he ask? He did not. He gave him his opinion. He gave him his opinion. So now it's up to Shermer. Shermer needs to go in depth to support or not support Frances's opinion. It's not even a question. Hey, I'm going to insult you. Now what? That's where, where are we going now? What's what's next, everybody? What, who benefited from that? We did because we get to play the funny audio of Francesa being an ass. But now he's done with the, you know, Shermer's not going to do the show anymore. So basically, Francesa's like, you know what? This guy's coming on my show. I'm going to make him hear my opinion. So here is Shermer then addressing pulling out on the show. Well, I think that was an organizational decision, um, you know, not to do that. You know, and most people aren't aware of this, but I wasn't contractually obligated to do that that spot. And we did it out of uh, as a courtesy and out of respect for our relationship with the radio station. And so we just felt like for a while here we just uh, – you know, put that to bed for a while and just not do it and, and, and move forward. All right. So here's a text. Somebody sent in 877-881-1053. This is, uh, this is exactly what we're talking about. He said, you can ask tough questions if you use tact. Uh, you are all great at asking tough questions. Thank you very much. And here's the next person. Nah, just need to hold people accountable. Can't talk crap all day and then all of a sudden cower when the influencers come on. Okay. Again, I would ask you, what are the tough questions that we haven't asked? Like, if there's some big burning question that everybody needed the answer to that we haven't asked, please make us aware of it. But we've had these guys on over and over for years. And, 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 and keep in mind what we played. This wasn't about asking a question. This is Francesa forcing his opinion on the coach. And now what is it that you want the coach to do? When you heard the coach, what you're, he used, I go do this out of respect to the relationship. He's basically telling you, they don't respect the relationship because of the way that they approach this. So there's no need for us to respect the relationship. Not, none of this is all on a one-interview basis. Man, years and years and archives, you have to judge it on, basically. Right. So, like, you want to go back to win tough questions? Go back to Greg Hardy in 2015. You just think there were asked on this station. Absolutely. There were the, the even the anthem stuff, you know? There right. were tough questions asked on this. Like, I, I don't <laughs> I don't agree with And right now they're 2-0. Like, what are they? I don't know. We asked about talking. Yeah, but you know, know you else. didn't you suck at drafting. You though. didn't kick his ass. You didn't kick his ass. Hey, first round pick, you guys suck. <laughs> Who are you gonna fire, Jerry? Huh? Answer the question. There's just so much anger out there. There's so much anger. There's so much Which anger. is isn't it great to and, look at this guy? If they're not okay with it, I, I mean, remember anger. a few years ago when Jerry said it's not a, what we're talking about. It's not a debate right now. It's a discussion. Otherwise, I wouldn't do this phone call. Right. Like I'm not calling in to do first take with you guys. Right. I'm right. calling in to just discuss things. God and Jerry's interviews so, are so good. We'll get into the highlights of Jerry's interview, but before we do, KT, what do you have for us here? Well, this is uh this is the first time. It's not a new one. So for those of you who are who might be new to the Ben and Skin Show, I don't think many of you are. But for those of you who, uh, in the afternoon drive, we'd always have you know the drop interviews. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled stumbled for some reason. I don't know. It popped up on my Twitter timeline the other day. I guess someone had gone to at Ben and Skin on Twitter on the podcast page. And they had liked it or retweeted it or something. And I saw it and I went, oh. So back in May, after the Cowboys traded for Robert Quinn, I contacted a Dolphins blogger and got drops from all the guys on the stations and and did a drop interview prank. 
kind of uncool, but I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and so the reporters does not realize that you know drops or basic questions that have been said on the air previously are being asked to him live. So I thought it'd be fun to just kind of trev it up. Get, this is a really good way to get you ready for the Dolphins. I'm ready. I want to hear this thing. Um, so this is about five minutes of a drop interview from from back in May with the Dolphins blogger after the acquisition of Robert Quinn. We are loving the deal for Robert Quinn, a six-round pick in the 2020 draft. Robert Quinn takes a $4 million pay cut, uh, basically from 11.8 to 8, and we're trying to figure out what are we missing here? What do you think of the deal for the Cowboys, and why did the Dolphins do it? They were in a rebuild from top to bottom. I do not think it's a steal. I did some some work on this because I was like, why is this guy available for that price and nobody else is going after him? Why did they pay him a million dollars so they didn't have to just straight up cut him so that they could try to trade him? Why didn't Miami put any money in on it the way they did for Tennessee when they traded uh, Tannehill up there? Why did the Cowboys yeah. able to talk him out of $12 million and get him down to $8 million? I'm like, wait a minute, what's the deal on all this stuff? What I have heard from... <laughs> Media guys down in Miami that I know and from agents and former agents that I know, you have to wonder about not only his injury history, and remember, he hadn't had double-digit sacks since 2014. He had a three-year run where he was awesome. So the reputation is incredible, but the question is, how much does he want it? And there are those who think that maybe the environment in Miami, he didn't care. Maybe he will care playing for the Cowboys. I hope that's the case. But as Stephen Jones says, and I'm taking Stephen for his word, he's a rotational player. If he plays up to his skills set and what he did in 2013, yeah, he's awesome. But he hadn't done that in five years. Yeah. Um, He probably is a rotational player at this point. You guys are the Cowboys. You'll probably be in the playoffs or at least in the mix. So you want him healthy for that run at the end of the year. You're going to have to watch his snaps. What type of guy is Robert Quinn? Quiet guy. Um, he didn't cause any issues last year in Miami. And last year in Miami was a mess. Adam Gase lost control of that team, lost total control of that locker room. A lot of the veteran guys, some of them said it publicly, many didn't. But when he left, um, it was yeah. a split locker room. Female mosquitoes bite because they need blood, not for food, but because they need the blood to produce eggs. When I was a little kid, my family got invited. There was a lady that worked with my mom, and she said that she was a witch, and her husband was a warlock, and we got invited to dinner over there. And my parents had to have a conversation with me and my sisters to tell us not to kid their kids, and you just don't bring it up. The lady was, her family was practicing witchcraft. 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. Anybody run into some witches and warlocks and they practice that faith? I mean, it's their religion. You know how they say, so-and-so is some 800-pound man and they had to lift him out of his house or whatever. And you say, how could you get 800? He's never left his bed. How could you get to be 800 pounds? I found this out. People who have that kind of weight, they don't go to the bathroom for weeks. They, I don't, how can people not go to the bathroom Every day. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Saw this. Chuck Berry, the rock and roll legend that just died. Apparently, he used to fart on hookers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <is it> <laughs>
What do you think is the biggest issue we face as humans moving forward? Let's describe your perfect night out on the town with your buddies, or maybe it's a date with a young lady, whatever it might be. What's the perfect night for you? What, what are you listening to? What are you eating on? What, what goes down on a perfect night in your world? Best April Fool's prank that you've pulled off or had pulled off on you. You know how we got uh, this, this pig situation with the uh, was it feral pigs all over Texas going crazy? They got that with monkeys in Paris. <laughs> Great stuff, Mike. We'll see you Sunday night. All right, thanks. This was tremendous, man. Thank you so much for your time. We love having you on, and we'll be seeing you on TV. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Are we Did done? Did you hear about the grandma in, I think she's in Austin, that went viral yesterday? Did you see this freaking kid solve three Rubik's Cubes while juggling them? Who are some of the McDonald's characters? <laughs> What's your take on this Pete Davidson story? Did <laughs> he oh. hung up? Oh, yeah. That's God. what made him hang up. That is so oh. great. That was so good. That's, just... that's the best arsenal of questions you've ever had. Yeah. The guy, uh, he must have been pulled over in traffic or he was driving or something because he goes... Are we done? <laughs> he didn't want to talk over another show that was happening. Oh, that's he so didn't good. Know. But that, that gets you ready for the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm ready. I, I really look forward to it. It's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.